as it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. Good evening. This is the Prime Evening News for today, Thursday, September 8th, 2022. I'm your presenter for this involvement in the headlines. News as it happens, when it happens. Host of Jolly's Health Vibes Radio Show, Jacinta Fagan, D4 and Carlton Lando offer advice on how to care for the elderly during these extremely hot current weather conditions. Right on cue. The United Nations and Caribbean Development Bank, CDB, today signed an agreement to further strengthen ties and deepen the partnership between the two institutions. And Queen Elizabeth II, the 96-year-old monarch of the United Kingdom, was put under medical observation earlier today and passed away after her doctors expressed concern about her health. The big station. The news is brought to you for the very kind compliments of Discovered Dominica Authority. Details and more coming up next. to 30th 2022 Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Creole Music Festival three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage for more information visit www.dominicafestivals.com like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festival Dominica's World Creole Music Festival celebrating 22 years in 2022 October 28th to 30th and welcome back. First off in the news, we have been experiencing extraordinarily hot weather over the last few days. And host of the Jolly's Health Vice program, Carlton Lando and Jacinta Fagan Defo, offered advice to persons who engage in outdoor activities on how to stay hydrated and carry on with their work. September is being observed as Elderly Month and senior pharmacist at Jolly's Pharmacy and co-host of Jolly's Health Vice program, Jacinta Fagan Defo, gave the following advice for caring of our elderly and it's hot weather conditions. Ensure that they have uh, at least a bottle of water mm-hmm. at hand close by, looking for any signs of dehydration, mm-hmm. especially excessive. Um, they're sweating profusely. Mm-hmm. They probably have dry mouth. Um, look at the, their, their eyes as well. Those can give indications to some sort of um, dehydration looking at the area where they spend um, most of their time. So if the room is closed up, we probably want to relocate them or have them drawn out to areas that are better ventilated. So with a, a window that's closer to them. And if you have a fan as well, so suggested ensuring that they have their um, vitamin C's, you can either put it in a glass of water or have other drinks that are um, filled with electrolytes okay. as well. And that was a senior pharmacist at Jolly's Pharmacy and co-host of Jolly's Health Vibes radio show, Jacinta Fagan Defoe. When checking on patients, Carlton Lando, marketing executive at Jolly's Pharmacy, public health and public relations executive at Jolly's Pharmacy, also provided caregivers with advice and warning indicators to watch out for. He continued by advising them to make sure the elderly are dressed in light, airy clothing that is preferably made of cotton and not synthetic materials. He suggests that instead of using lotion, which might increase the production of perspiration, people should use a lubricating body wash to maintain their skin hydration. 
you also want to look at their urine. So mm-hmm. if the urine is very yellowish, yeah. almost to the point where it's brownish in color, consistently that means that there may be signs of dehydration yes. and you want to ensure they do have a lot of water. If the, the elderly suddenly complains of lightheadedness, oh, you know, yes. they're feeling very lightheaded. Well. Mm-hmm. And particularly if it's a sudden onset, that too you want to check. But if you do have low blood pressure monitor, you may want to hold it at hand and check their blood pressure as well. Mm -hmm. Because if they are severely dehydrated, their blood pressure can be very low. Mm -hmm. So you want to check that. If the heart rate is very high, so it's increased, so you check the pulse and you realize it's very, very high too, that is something too that you want to be aware of. And that was Carlton Lando, host and public health and public relations at Jolly's Pharmacy. Dominica Freedom Party leader Bernard Ito stated that it is crucial to make preparations for children since they will undoubtedly be Dominica's future human capital. Therefore, investing in their education and valuing their potential is crucial. He continued by saying they heard that FIFOM students at the Dominica Grammar School had been required to attend classes virtually since the structure they were occupying had been demolished for construction without a clear plan as to where their classes will be held. He was speaking on the Dominica Freedom Party program last evening. It's very important that we have plans in place and we plan for our, our, our children. I mean, the children are definitely the, the future human capital of this country and, and the values that we, 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 we put into this, those children as well as the education is very, very important. But, you know, recently the grammar school reopened, right? And um, we know from our discussions that the, the fifth farmers um, actually uh, been asked to go back online because the government tore down the facilities where they were attending classes without the faintest of foggiest plan in place as to where to place those children. And so to, to disrupt kids who are getting ready to sit the CXA exams, by by de- demolishing a facility without any plans or even discussions with the parents on what that might imply for the students and to have some sort of contingency plan, maybe a rotation plan, maybe some sort of other plan to simply tell those children, hey, well, I'm sorry, you have to go back online without a plan. Ito continued by saying that it obviously displays the lack of preparation, strategic thought and care for the welfare of citizens that DLP government continually exhibits. It shows you the lack of planning, strategic thinking, and lack of concern of, of citizens' uh, well-being that the government repeatedly demonstrates. And so, but but the government says those things that's truly interested in children. But we see time and time again the callous nature with with which they uh, they they operate when it comes to 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 a good proper education and good planning for our human capital. So that's something we'll we'll be keeping our eye on. And that was Bernard Ito, the leader of the Dominica Freedom Party. Musical artist and entertainer most known as Suki Burnbrain, Burnbrain has been arrested, raising the focus on mental health and the judicial system. Senior freelance journalist Kalai John Baptist speaking with Q95 this afternoon. She had some information on the matter and revealed some details on the discussion between the magistrate and the defendant. According to Mr. John Baptist, bail and surety remain the main obstacles. Therefore, possibilities of months of jail time could prove to be unfortunate for the young upcoming artists. 
and uh, Suki stated that, um, you know, he asked the magistrate if she was minded to bail him on his own recognizance, on his own. And um, the magistrate then inquired and um, prosecution insisted that they have no problems with granting him bail, but they needed a proper sheriff to, to, to grant him bail. And so as a result of that, he did not have to ask me if he had anybody to bail him there. He said no. He told the magistrate that he's a musical artist and you can grant me bail on my own. I can sign every day. I have an address. I have so much money to make. Uh, but the magistrate, uh, you know, yes, bail is open, but look, you need to get somebody proper to bail you. And then he said to the magistrate, I have some mental issues. I need some evaluation. So the magistrate said, well, I cannot just stay there and say that you have a mental issue. You know, you just pleaded not guilty. You seem to clearly be, to be of sound mind. The magistrate said, well, if at all you have any issues then whilst you on remand then an order can be made so you can be evaluated but for now you have sound mind and so he was remanded until uh the 15th no his matter is set for the he's remanded until the 15th his matter is set his trial date for the matter is set for december 2022 but gain meant that bail is open to him with a proper surety so he can be out tomorrow god's willing once he has somebody proper to bail him the prosecution will, have, will attach conditions to his bill, bill conditions. Though mere allegations, reputation and character is something that may be detrimental to his success, says John Baptist. You can quote him, but it, doesn't, it does not give him the God-given right to go, and it's merely an allegation, to go and threaten people and, and um, beat Anybody, mm-hmm. bitter female, does not give him that right at all. So because you think you're a popular entertainer, you have to go threatening people. And I'm not saying that he did it. It's a merely an allegation. Mm-hmm. So um, he needs to look at himself because it's not going to go down well with his, with his promoters. Because this story is going has, has traveled far and wide already. Who wants anybody who is misbehaving and who is fighting? Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. He also said that he has a big gig coming up on the 17th. Nobody's preventing him from going on his gig. All the court is saying that, look, bail is open to you. It is an allegation on the seventh, on the, just bring somebody fit and proper to bail you. And um, then you should be out. If he had somebody proper to bail him today, he would have been out. This gentleman is not new to the court. That is what you need to look at. He's not new to the court. He's not new to prison. He's no stranger to the court. Mm. And and I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking that the reason why the prosecution would have said that they need a proper surety for him simply because maybe he may have been billed on his given self-bill and he may have breached it, maybe. Generally, if they give you self-bill and then you breached it and then another, another time, then obviously you will not get another chance. Freelance journalist Kalei John Baptist. Everyone has goals and aspirations to succeed and some people decide to do so legally or illegally according to Mrs. Delia Coffee-Wicks, vice president of the Dominica Public Service Union. She continued by saying that those who choose to do things illegally may not currently be in their dream jobs because they have bills to pay. However, since they are currently in this position, even though it may not be their ideal job, they should make the most of it and educate themselves on their legal rights as an employee and take into consideration working conditions. She spoke on the DPSU program last evening. All of us have our dreams. All of us want to be somebody. Some want to do it legally, some want to do it illegally. But for those who choose to do it legally, you may not be in your dream job now. You need to pay your bills, you need to earn a living. 
But while this may not be your perfect job, this is where you are. Make it work for you. Know what your rights are. Know how to communicate. Know what may put you at risk. While I'm speaking, think of your working conditions. Is your job one where you have to be out on the field all the time? Are proper shoes provided for you if uniform allowance is part of the package? Or if not, is your salary good enough that you can get yourself proper shoes so that you do not put a lot more strain on your back, on your legs? These are what you need for you to do your job. Mrs. Wicks went on, to, went on to say that those who spend the days at work rather than working in the fields should examine their chairs and determine whether they're provi- providing enough back support, which is essential for comfort and body support. She added that they should also look at the ergonomics of the workplace. Are you office bound? If you are and you spend so many hours at a desk, is your chair giving you the support that you need? Remember, your back is critical for your comfort and for supporting the rest of your body. And if every time you get out of that chair, you have to be twisting and turning because the muscles are sore, then it's time to revisit your workspace. Do you have adequate flow of air within your workspace if the workspace is air conditioned are the air conditioned units serviced regularly and that was Mrs. Delia Coffey-Wicks, Vice President of the Dominica Public Service Union. And still in the local news, the future looks brighter for a few in the next generation who choose to pursue careers in information technology. These, as a number of students, got the opportunity to work alongside professionals in the field and gain valuable hands-on experience during an internship in the Management Information Systems Department at the Eastern Caribbean Central Bank. The program is targeted at students who see a future within information technology sector within the Caribbean. My future goal is to continue in this path in the IT department and further my education and to continue to do my best. For me, my future goal is to like maybe get my master's or a PhD in IT and then I either plan to be a network engineer because there were some softwares I never knew about, I know, I know, like I know they exist, and some things like I just never knew I could do it. I see, you know, I know you could do it, so I'll use that now in my everyday daily life. What I liked about this internship as well is that we had to go around the bank and install a software on each device, which got us to interact with a lot of people, get to know a lot of people around the bank from different places and there was also this other task that we had to do to install this software on telecommuting devices. So we got to um, remotely access devices around the country and we also got to interact with people. 
and these were the voices of Caribbean IT students. Pastor Randy Rodney says he has come to the conclusion that the police commissioner needs to look into the inappropriate behavior that are permitting in his organization in light of reports that a Dominican police officer assaulted and obstructed another officer on duty with a warrant to search his property. Pastor Rodney contends that if a warrant was used to search the homeowner's property and no evidence was discovered, a moral police officer would not assault another police officer and should be more understanding of what happened. If that is as is, then the police commissioner need to look into his police force, which means that, like I have alluded to before, the disciplined forces is ill-disciplined. And in that case, the ill-discipline of the police force must be dealt with. Pastor Rodney elaborated on his fury regarding this altercation on the lining that he has observed and heard in relation to the officers that are currently in the police service. He opined that individuals and power occasionally assigned to police officers to carry out their mission, not in a proper manner, but in a manner that they want it to be done. First aspect is that the police commission need to look into his police force for the ill-discipline set. The second is that I do not understand how a police officer whose home was searched on a warrant and the police who was searching the home found nothing i don't know why he would just assault and obstruct a police officer the third thing like i said is some of those police officers they are a little hostile and i i am of the considered view that those in charge sometimes deploy police officers who they want to carry their objective not in a police way, but to carry what they want to be done. And that was Pastor Randy Rodney, peace worker and social activist Eldisa John, sister of Salisbury MP Hector John, is reminding Dominican youths that the future is their inheritance and calling the younger generation to stand with and for each other. Miss John, alongside Wednesday's peace workers, has been an, an example of courage wisdom and hope for many who were leading the charge in speaking out against the many ills in society. Speaking with Q95 this morning, Ms. John mentioned the experience of her detention yesterday, which many Dominicans considered unnecessary. She displayed a mindset of fearlessness and expressed her intention to continue working for peace, since it is within her constitutional rights to work in the city of Roso and anywhere else for that matter. strong you see almighty god i tell them when you see you serve god nothing going to break you down yeah and i put everything in the hands of god Matt. and i know my brothers and sisters my my blood brothers and sisters my family and the work family patriots of dominic i know they're there for me they're there with me they were there with me and they'll continue to be there for me i thank them and our grand our the, the most of the um our workers mm. and the, they were there you know I really give thanks, and this encouraged me. It really encouraged me. So I also want to encourage us not to give up. We cannot give up. That is what they're trying to do, shut us up. We cannot shut us. They cannot shut us up. We not, should not allow them to shut us up. Let us just gain strength. What happened to me is unfortunate, but let us gain strength. Let us not stop. Let us call on to the young people in particular, because this country right now, we need the young people to take it on. because. Our elderly, they are living. We just now go into young people. I'm 
calling on the young people, you know, to think, meditate, and watch what is happening. You do not need a CEO. You need to go to school. You know, we will not give up. She made clear that she is undeterred and will continue to walk and speak out against social ills. I am encouraged. Thanks. I will continue to walk. I will continue to talk because what I'm doing, I know it's not wrong. And we love our country. All of us, we love our country. So we have to do our civic duty. Then we have to stand up and fight for our country. And the way we go in fighting for our country, that's the good way. And they want to shut us up. They want to intimidate us. What happened to me, like I said, unfortunate. I am not scared. Yes. Me and Almighty God. I'm led, I'm led by Almighty God. <laughs> and that was a social activist, Eldisa Joyner. In other news, the Caribbean Development Bank, CDB, and the United Nations have signed a document today that will extend their cooperation and relationship. The agreement defines collaboration in four key areas for the region, including data and information management, creative finance, resilience and vulnerability, and economic diversification. Dr. Hygienus Leon, president of the Caribbean Development Bank, addressed the event and emphasized the need for improved coordination across development organizations. The rationale for partnerships, according to him, is simply that none of us can complete the task at hand on our own. Thus, we need serious. We need to be serious about bringing about change. There is no other option than to work together. He also speaking at the event was UN Resident Coordinator for Barbados and the Eastern Caribbean, Didier Terubuk, who also pleased that both agencies were now formalizing a commitment to partner more closely to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, adding way only eight years to achieve the SDGs in the context of multiple layers of this crisis, we know that it will be challenging and more will be required of us as development partners. It is clear that we can only make progress by working together. The coordinated efforts addressed by the letter of intent signed by CDB's president and the UN resident coordinator will translate the broader commitments of both entities and allow the redirection of development trajectory of the Caribbean in alignment with the national and regional priorities. And Queen Elizabeth II, who had been in power for more than 69 years and was Britain's longest reigning monarch and head of the state for 69 years, has passed away peacefully at the age of 96 at Balmoral Castle. Her loved ones, including Prince Charles and grandson Prince William, had traveled to Scotland to be by her side after doctors expressed fresh concern for her health on Thursday. Her eldest son, Charles, the Prince of Wales, succeeds her as king, and his wife, Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, is expected to become queen consort. Monarch, the world's second longest ruling monarch in history, her reign spanning 70 years. We just received a tweet from the royal family saying the queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The king and the queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. This, of course, something that has been um, a, a great subject, her health over the past uh, several years, and certainly this year as well. We just saw her celebrate 70 years, uh, the Queen's Jubilee, something we have never seen uh, before, that a monarch uh, serving 70 years there. Um, but this statement now follows an earlier statement, uh, Robach, that we got from the palace, which was very rare and very concerning to a lot of people, that they said that there was a concern, or doctors had concern, 
about her health and that she was under medical supervision. People who have watched the palace for years and years know that that was almost an unprecedented statement for them to put out. And because of that, there was a lot of concern about her health. She had been on summer break at her palace there, her, her castle in Balmoral, her home in Scotland. Uh, her kids are there. Prince Charles is there, Princess Anne, Prince Edward, Prince Andrew. They're there. Prince William uh, did get in a short time later. We're told Prince Harry is on his way. But uh, we also, Robot saw uh, the last time a public image of her was just on Tuesday. That's right. Uh, she appointed the new prime minister there, Liz Truss. And the other reason why people were concerned, there was a scheduled meeting uh, with top ministers. It was postponed yesterday. Doctors urging the queen to get rest. Her health had been a growing concern since she was hospitalized in London, you may remember. Back in October, there was a bout with COVID in February. She also missed the opening of parliament in May for only the third time. And the queen did turn 96 in April. And we all remember the celebratory Platinum Jubilee back in June. You're looking there, by the way, at a live shot of the Union Jack now flying at half staff. And certainly a, a much different crowd forming there near Buckingham Palace. Uh, typically, we see notices. Uh, sometimes we see births, and this time we're expecting to see, of course, the announcement of the death of the queen being placed at the gates of both Buckingham Palace and Balmoral as well. And that was the prime of the news, but first a recap of the headlines. Host of Jolly's Health Vibes radio show, Jacinta Fig and Defo and Carlton Lando offer advice on how to care for the elderly during these extremely hot current weather conditions. Big station, Q95. The United Nations and Caribbean Development Bank, CDB, today signed an agreement to further strengthen ties and deepen the partnership between the two institutions. And Queen Elizabeth II, the 96-year-old monarch of the United Kingdom, was put on the medical observation late today and passed away after her doctors expressed concern about her health. And global, only on Q95. The news was brought to you for the very kind compliments of Discover Dominic Authority. I've been your presenter, Fidis and Valmon. News, as it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional and global, only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com